Hello, amazing Suivera community. This is Amber, your host of the Heart Leader podcast. And I am here with one of the most powerful forces of nature that I personally have ever met. Her name is Pauline Nguyen, and she, oh my gosh, I had the honor of experiencing this soul at a retreat. And I could not wait to have this discussion with her so that our community could be introduced to her and touched by her on the same depth and level that I was when I met her. Now, I could tell you so many things about this woman, but I'm just going to post her link underneath this podcast and you can research her yourself because let me tell you, you could spend hours getting to know her story and where she's come from and what she's accomplished in her life. But I want to talk about my experience of her and dive into that with her because I haven't even had the opportunity to thoroughly share that with her. So she and I have agreed that we're just going to play in this conversation (laughs) and bring you along for that ride. So Pauline, first and foremost, thank you for being here. I cannot tell you what a pleasure it is to have you with us. Uh, Amber, the joy and the pleasure and the privilege is mine. It's lovely to be here. Hello, listeners. And thank you very much also for allowing me to play. Yay. Okay. So we met at an amazing retreat where we were focused on empowering women. But ultimately, I think that the power of that time together went way beyond just empowering women. There was such a force that came forward that I could feel it in nature. I could feel it just move through so much. And a lot of that in all transparency came from your ability to anchor in, (laughs) to like thoroughly anchor in and hold that space. And there were so many things that you shared in your presentation during that course that really hit home for me. And let me know that you are someone that not only did I desperately desire to introduce to our community, but that I really desire to know. So I would like to share a couple of those things with you and then see what your experience was when you were sharing it with us. Uh, Amber, you know, I'm um, my DNA. um, I'm not praise driven. Um, And so when you tell me you're going to give me data, my body tingles. (laughs) Oh, she's going to give me data. (laughs) Because often um, I remember the the host, Stephanie, said, how how did you go? How did you think you went? I said, I don't know. My purpose is to serve. You tell me. Yes. Uh, or, or, or when I'm giving a keynote or presenting and I come off stage and people say, oh, my God, you were amazing. I said, please, can you tell me why? And they're like, oh, fuck, we've got to tell her why. <laughs> I was like, give me the data. I'm all about the data. So, yay. <laughs> yes, because it comes through you. And that's what I noticed. This episode of the Heart Leader podcast was brought to you by Stephen Douglas. Stephen Douglas is one of the nation's leading boutique search and interim resources firms and has been recognized as a leader in identifying and providing access to top talent for clients since 1984. Whether it's a company preparing to go to the next level 
or a candidate looking for better opportunities. Stephen Douglas keeps the focus on the needs of the people they serve. They specialize in connecting the right talent to a company's needs, while also understanding what the market demands. To learn more about this amazing organization, visit them at stephendouglas.com. And it was such an experience that could be felt and it united all of us who were sitting there. And it was, to me, that was the experience of it because you got up there and you had a presentation, you had slides, you had everything prepared, but you were like, okay, so throughout this time, I've sat with many of you and I've observed your conversations and I have received all of this wisdom from you. So here you are, you're in front of us and you are put on this stage to dispense wisdom to us. You flipped the script and you were like, <laughs> I'm going to reflect and mirror back your wisdoms to you because I can. Yeah. I'm going to put my stuff to the side and be a mirror for you because I can. I don't have to stick to a script. I don't have to do what I'm told. Yeah. And I'm going to hold space and show you your brilliance and your wisdom so that you can feel yourself before mm-hmm. then I bring in what I'm here to show you. Yes. And oh, I, I love there. that you saw that. <laughs> I sat there and I was like, okay, not only was she willing to be the silent observer and to receive wisdom, even though she's here to be the wise one, but she was also willing to put her ego on like this little pause and say, huh, okay, there is brilliance everywhere. And I want them to see it. I am here to serve. I am not here to say, look at me. I'm here to actually serve. Yes. And from that moment forward, woman, you had me. Yay. Thank you so much for seeing that, Amber. I really appreciate you seeing that because, um, as I said before, when we know our shit, we can just play, you know, and and so, so often before I go on stage, I've been an international professional speaker now for over a decade. Uh, people who, uh, who care or are curious will say, are you nervous? Why are you so calm? It's like, because I know my shit. If you know your shit, if you don't know your shit, then you got to every right to be nervous, right? But if you know your stuff and you are here to be, um, uh, 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 my purpose is to serve, it doesn't become about me. It can't be about me. And so when it becomes about the audience, understanding this universal rule, the universal law, not rule, the universal law of supporters and challengers, understanding that whether you are a teacher, a podcaster, a speaker, the universal law, the law of the universe is that in the audience, there will always be supporters and there will always be challenges, always, whether that be 50, 50, 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20, 90, 10, whatever it is. And so when we understand that is the law of the universe, we can say, fuck it. I'm going to play. <laughs> and for those who don't get it, 
I'm okay, that you're not okay. I'm going to go deep and connect with those who are ready, who are curious, who want to connect. And it's the idea of being so skillful that we can be highly eliminated. And this platform is not a platform where I am a keynote speaker. I, I, that's a whole different skill set, right? A keynote speaker is someone who sets the key tone for a conference, for an event. Um, but I was there to facilitate. My role was to assist. My role was to um, serve. And because I'm all about the data, and I'm so happy that you, you noticed, I spent the first day or so just observing, <laughs> eavesdropping and seeing, okay, I know that they need one-on-one -on -one assistance. I know that she's more of a one-to-many and I'll just craft and I'll weave and I'll just play to assist as many as possible in the short period of time that I'm there because that is my role. That is my purpose. And I do believe this so um, throw out the, I, I, I didn't throw out the presentation. It wasn't as important as being of service. And so in an effort to be a professional, you know, of course, context comes into play, but in an effort to be professional, you know, here's the agenda, I got to tick all the boxes. Let us not forget to be a professional human being. And that is what fulfills me. <laughs> that is what makes me leave the event and go, man, that was so delicious. Thank you. I'm selfish because I'm selfish. As you learn, while we learn from each other, we learn about ourselves while we are learning. And that's not just all the, about the audience. That's about me too. As I give you information, I'm receiving information from you. We learn about ourselves. We learn about each other while we learn. That's connection. That's called substance. And that's fulfillment. Fulfillment is in your currency, right? Yes, absolutely. Quote from your book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's one of those things where there were a lot of great presentations at that conference or at that event. But at the end, when we were all sitting there together and sharing the things that really were taking home with us, there were so many individuals that were reflecting back to you that there were ripples of change that will be with them for the rest of their lives, not just from that presentation, but you also did a sunrise meditation. Uh, yeah, shamanic activation. I, I, there's more work to go into activation than meditation. <laughs> exactly. And so I would like to dive into that because that's something that you do with clients. That's something that you lead on a regular basis and you shared that with us. And it took what you gifted us in our discussion and activated it, as you just said, it's such a more profound level. And there's so many layers to that, that I noticed it was more about being there and doing the meditation and the breath work. It was so deep. So can you discuss with us like what that is and how it took what we had in the discussion and like drilled it into all the layers of our bodies, not just our physical, but all layers of our bodies. Uh, I love I love that data. Now now I know what your experience was. <laughs> I love that. And so um, I am shaman from multiple lifetimes. How do I know that? Because I've done the past lifetime work. Um, I continue to do it. Um, I come into this world to find um, being an orator very easy. 
um, being um, uh, working with energy, um, shamanic practices, very easy. And when we come into this lifetime with, with something that, or a skill or a talent that comes with so much ease, not only is it a calling, but we've lived it many lifetimes. And so it's the understanding that, oh, it comes with ease now. It's easy. How about I amplify that? Would that not then say that this is what I was brought on this earth to do? And so uh, I don't like, uh, I, I don't know if you notice this, Amber, but I don't like, while I appreciate and respect tradition and ritual and ceremony, I believe that if we are to be leaders, especially heart leaders, we have to stay current. We have to stay current. We have to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that and craft it in our own unique flavor with the purpose of being in service to the people who are in front of us. It's not that I have this speech, I have my ways and you will follow my ways. That's not what it is to be a heart leader. A heart leader is I have my ways, I have my beliefs, I have my traditions and my rituals, but how can I tweak that so that I can message it and meet you where you are at? Meet you where you are at rather than forcing you to come and meet me where I'm at. I'm practiced. I've been doing this for ages. And so when I said, um, uh, who loves to be out in nature and people will put their hand up. I love to be out in nature. Who loves music and sound and activated by what they hear? People put their hands up. It's like, well, you're all shamans. You all have a potential shaman inside of you because shamanism is a way of life. Some may say this, this is very irreverent of me to say this, but not. it is a way of life. We don't have supernatural powers or it's a way of life. I'm only more powerful than you, full of more power because I'm more practiced. Everything is a cultivation of a practice. What does a shaman have? One foot in this dimension, another foot in multiple other dimensions. Everyone has that ability if they practice. What does a shaman do? A shaman loves to access nature's medicine at the most potent healing time of the day, which is at sunrise, which is why we did what we did. A shaman has the skills to communicate, which is why I do what I do. A shaman has the skills to understand the potentiality, the powerful potentiality, because not everyone is open to it, of the medicine of sound. Yes. Sound doesn't necessarily mean music, just because it doesn't have lyric or melody, it does not mean it is not our song. And so what we experienced, what you experienced that morning was everyone tapping into their own inner shaman. And so with the presentation I did the day before, it was sprinkling seeds, planting seeds so that I can water the seeds and activate what is already theirs the next day. It, it was already there. I just needed to activate it. And so um, I use my drum. I use my voice. I use the power of nature's medicine um, in my own practices. I have my rattle. I have my hum to shut down my left brain so that my right brain gets amplified and it's a dropping in dropping in now I know I'm in the zone I do my breath work my energy work to expand my electromagnetic signature expand my energy expand my aura anyone who wants to come along can connect with that energy as well I'm not messing with anyone's energy and I'm protecting mine like my life depends upon it and what I'm activating is already yours and so I saw and I felt um, for a lot of the women a lot of them were crying when we cry it's our truth 
um, its um, frozen emotions finally thawing out and coming and expressing itself as tears. And some women were crying rivers, some women were sobbing because what am I activating? I'm now activating through my voice, through my drum, through the energetics, through the power of nature's medicine. I'm now activating their truth. I'm activating. And so from that, whatever they saw, whether it is, uh, I, I don't know how long the activation went for, um, whether it be sacred geometry, visions, thoughts, sound, inspirations, that's activating all the dormant DNA, your genetic coding that's been dormant. Science can only recognize what 5%, everything else they call junk DNA, but that's not only DNA in this 3D world, it's in um, um, DNA in multiple dimensions as well. And so it's activating our potential. That whole process was to activate our infinite, infinite potential and life gets exciting but it's all a cultivation of a practice and then we set our intentions um declared it in the quartz crystal and sent it back to mother earth you know in in uh, what was uh, a whizzy the willow tree <laughs> the tree yeah. that was so much fun <laughs> And a raven called you to that specific tree. Yeah, there were ravens everywhere, right? Ravens always come. Ravens are there wherever I go. Um, I had uh, started communication with a tree that was, I guess, the closest and the most convenient. And then as I approached closer and closer, it hadn't dropped in. I hadn't been given permission yet. And then right to the far side, um, I heard raven and I just tuned in and it was, okay, I got it. And then everyone had to walk all, but it was perfect. It was the perfect tree who gave us all permission to do what we needed to do. And then all the ravens came and all the hawks came and the eagles came. And some of the women were videoing the elks swimming in the water. It was a very beautiful experience. It really was. And it opened so many people up to the potential of energy yeah. and the potential of being able to actually hear nature. And that- Because we are nature. We exactly. are nature. We don't go out to nature. We, we are nature. And it's all, and the cultivation of the practice and why, I, and why and how I do the things I do is so that we can awaken and remember, awaken and remember. Remembering is not only remembering, you know, who we, are in this lifetime and other lifetimes it's also to reconnect to the member like we can reconnect the member of the arm or the remember reconnect the member to mother earth because we are nature and often we forget that yes and it creates that harmonious balance then we're no longer feeling that stress of disconnection yeah there's yeah. so she is medicine right she is our medicine yes mother earth and father son I was freezing. I'm not going to lie. It was so cold. And I'm an Arizona girl. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm used to walking here in 15. And so it was cold. But even through the chill that was going through my body, I could feel the heat mm. of the breath and the connection and all that was occurring in this activation process. Yeah. And it, to me, was another one of those since our theme this whole month is about connection, it allows us to understand that by allowing someone like you who has put in, who's walked the path lifetimes after lifetimes, that you have this wonderful opportunity to remain grounded in what you know to be true, to expand that energy field, to connect with others, 
as long as they'll connect with you and help us walk that path as a guide and say, I'll show you as long as you desire to be shown. Yes. And if you're where you desire to be, just hop off the path. That's okay. And I'll take it. Yeah. I'm really good at not making people do something they don't want to do. Now we're talking about soul ages and soul missions and soul purpose. And so um, the, the journey is their journey. That's, that's compassion versus empathy, right? And we spoke about that. Yes. And I would love for you to share that conversation because that's another one where I saw a whole lot of faces go, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and that that was because I had um, just last night, actually, um, I I hold my spiritual entrepreneur roundtables, a very intimate group. I hold them a few times a year and four women from the USA attended the online roundtable um, last night we had people from all around the world and um, there was that young um, beautiful beautiful young lass Lauren who I had met and I noticed that she was wincing from um, not being able to stand I think one of the um, first sessions we had um, we had to stand for a very long time and she couldn't stand and um and we connected later on in a conversation and I said, are, are you, how why are you in pain? And she said, uh, 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 I can't stand. I'm in pain. I said, what is it that you cannot stand? What is it that you can't stand? And she said, I'm an empath. I've been an empath all my life. And that's when it landed for me. Okay. That's why you can't stand. You're in pain. And um, I said, I can assist you with some clarity on a few things if you would allow me. And she was a bit hesitant. And I said, I will share it tomorrow in the presentation just to give her some time to digest who the hell this strange woman is (laughs) (laughs) asking her what she can't stand. And um, so I used to be an empath because of my upbringing. I was very open to everyone else's field. My field was open as well. I didn't know how to protect my field. And um, I made myself very, very sick. Chronic body aches, uh, shoulder pain, sciatica, all metaphysical signs of burden, uh, toxicity, carrying too much. And um, I expressed to her that the fact that she said, I can't stand and I am an empath was already communication to me. And so How I work is I work with not only the mindset, but also the heart, um, as well as health, as well as the soul and the spirit. All areas must be encompassed. No area can be ignored. And so we first work on the semantic so that they understand the theory behind it, the, um, the human behavior, the mindset behind it. And then I work on the somatic of the body, of the breath whether that be body work, acupressure, acupuncture, um, a whole lot of breath sequence, um, jumping in the ocean, yoga, jigong, whatever it is, you need to access the body work as well. And then I work on the soulmatic, the shamanic, the spiritual. Um, I Some people like to call it woo-woo. I definitely don't call it woo-woo. I don't, definitely don't call it voodoo. I coined my own term, which is juju. Juju being, it has to have science and spirituality. There must be a way to communicate it 
so that others can understand. Not everything that we know needs to be explained um, because we don't live by, you know, I need empirical evidence to see that it's real. Um, all the evidence you need are the human beings walking around with the testimony saying, my life has transformed. That's all the evidence that I need. Um, but those who say, I need empirical evidence, others that, well, you can stay where you are because I refuse to be a science experiment. But you know what? If we go deeper, spirituality is physics that has yet to be explained. You know, and, and you have a background um, in quantum um, science, Amber. We, we understand this stuff, but we have to be skillful enough to package it in a way so that others can understand because people are always afraid of what they don't understand. And so what I was um, explaining in the presentation is that let's use a visual for now, whether you're a coach, a parent, a friend, a lover, if someone comes to you feeling so low, feeling so low, and they've come to you because you are their support. And so empathy says, let me feel what you're feeling. And so as a visual, we're talking vibration, we're talking frequency, they're low vibration, right? They're low vibration. Let me see what you're feeling. And so we come down here, we open our field to feel what they're feeling. And that's what's going to make us sick. That's certainly what made me sick. And that's certainly what I see um, causes disease and dis-ease in other people. Whereas I stopped doing empathy a long time ago, I do a hell, a lot, a lot, a lot of compassion. Compassion says as your coach, as your parent, as your teacher, as your lover, as your friend, I'm going to hold my vibration like my life depends upon it because it does. I'm going to maintain my energy because my life depends upon it and it does. Compassion says, I see you, I love you, I am here for you. I may have to push over a little bit the tissue box so you can wipe your own tears, but I'm here for you, I see you, I understand you. I also know that your journey is your journey, my journey is my journey as your coach, as your parent, as your teacher, as your um, spiritual teacher, as your friend, whatever it is, I will have the skill to open my mind, open my heart, my spirit, and assist you as best I can so that you have nowhere else to go but to come up and meet me. That's my visual and explanation to um, really make a distinction between empathy and compassion for those who've never heard that distinction before. And so if I'm in that role as the leader and I do empathy, I am of no use to anyone, especially not to myself. So I don't do empathy anymore. I do a whole lot of compassion. And with that mindset shift alone, I saw her energetics change. I saw that change. I also felt it over here, over here, over here, and over here. And so now let's work on the somatic. And that's when I extended the session a little bit longer because you're only going to have me for a short period of time. You know, forget the agenda. I'm going to go over time. And I really dropped in and did a very light 
um, activation, a very light, deep healing for the mind and body uh, meditation while tuning into particular people's fields at the same time. And so that's when the somatic work came. We did a little breath work to get ourselves as alkaline as possible, given the scenario. And then I did the soulmatic work, accessing the field, going into my own quantum and just leveling up the energy a little bit more, expanding my energetics and whoever wanted to come can come. And I remember we broke up in smaller groups later on, looking at the window and the young lass was running up the ramp who couldn't stand, <laughs> she couldn't actually stand and wincing with pain. And she was forgot about her pain. She's just running up the ramp. She forgot something in the room and my heart just exploded loaded with joy and um, it, the next morning the um, other beautiful beautiful woman um, I think Jennifer was her name who had experience was experiencing so much fear she was the first one to take off her clothes and jump into the lake wasn't she she's just yes. so joyous I love that I love that that's what gives me joy and for me it was wonderful to see how many people embrace the energetics of it because so many of us get caught in the physical and even the fear of the physical and get bound to that body. Oh, I can't stand. Yeah. And it's all about the physical aspects of that. There's something wrong with my physical form. And you came in and were like, bam, it's not about your physical, darling. Yeah. The physical is responding to your mental and your emotional. So yeah. let's do something with that. And you did it in a gentle but very like, here it is. You can make a choice. Yeah. And through a connection that you created very quickly, you opened the perspective of choice. Yeah. And that's one thing. And I'm going to do a little quick. I love this because you, <laughs> you made certain we had copies. Um, the way of the spiritual entrepreneur is a fascinating and wonderful, wonderful book. And individuals can get this from your website. We'll make sure that your website is under there. You know, even if you're not an entrepreneur, I yeah, think yeah. this book is an amazing, amazing book. And you do talk about choice, right? A lot yeah, in yeah. this. So if you're willing to talk about like the power of choice along with being compassionate versus empathetic, I think that that's something we forget a lot that as physical beings, you know, we feel bound to physical laws, yeah. but we're not only physical beings, as you pointed out, we are multidimensional beings with tons of choices across multiple energetic levels. Yes. How do you empower people through all of these services that you offer in that way? It's not about how I empower, I think the first step is they need to give themselves permission. The first step before any of that is decision, is to decide. You got to decide. You want to play or you don't want to play. And so, um, and then permission comes. Permission for self to do things very differently. Decision first, self-permission first. And then permission for the coach, the teacher, um, the friend to assist them. And then, so it's meeting them where they're at. Do you give yourself permission, mate? Have you decided 
that enough is enough. Okay, do you now give me permission to show you the way? And so we meet them where they're at and then we continue on our merry way so that they come up to meet us. And then we go up again and then they come up to meet us again. And I always say, but you gotta goya, get off your ass. This work is not about sitting in lotus position going, and going, I'm transformed. No, you haven't. <laughs> right? You have to actually take the action steps to do it. And there's um, uh, formulas for everything that we do. And so the way of the spiritual entrepreneur, the name of my book, uh, it won Best Small Business and Entrepreneurship book um, when it um, first um, was released. The subtitle is The Seven Secrets to Becoming Fearless, Stress-Free and unshakable in business and in life. And so first thing, uh, as an entrepreneur, I wrote a book to answer your question, Amber. Uh, I wrote my first book in 2007 called The Way, no, I'm sorry, called Secrets of the Red Lantern. I um, have, I own a restaurant with um, my brother and my partner. Um, it's 20 years now we've been in business. It's the most awarded Vietnamese restaurant in the world. And Secrets of the Red Lantern was a very dark and personal memoir, which I disguised as a cookbook. So people would buy it. It worked That's a treat. I won Debbie Writer of the Year. It became an international bestseller, completely changed my life. The way of the spiritual entrepreneur is about self-mastery. It's about living your life in spirit and inspired. It's about magnifying human potential and decreasing um, suffering only if you choose to. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is the choice, right? And so it's the choice for entrepreneurs, but not only entrepreneurs. It is a very um, open book about humanity to magnify human potential and relieve suffering disguised as a book about a spiritual entrepreneur. <laughs> and so it's a book about humanity, right? But it's the decision to say, as an entrepreneur or a business person, a human being, I don't want to do things the old way anymore. They've made that decision. I give myself permission now to do things very differently. I don't want to live my life in fear. I don't want to live my life in stress. I don't want to be my, live my life so easily hacked by other people. And so unshakability comes when we know ourselves so deeply. We are so connected to self. The only way to connect with others truly is if we can understand that we can connect to self. We've got to connect to self first. Excuse me, someone's just coming. And so um, when we are able to connect to self and understand ourselves, we can't be hacked we can't be hacked and so we we remain unshakable and so the first thing is to decide to give yourself permission and then to give the teacher permission and that's what the the heart of the way of the spiritual entrepreneur is very much about to give yourself permission to see things differently do things differently and most of all understand the reasons why we should see and do things differently I love it. And the way that the book is laid out, it is so beautiful and it flows so well that it isn't like it's a business book. 
no. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, I opened it up and I'm like, oh, it'll be interesting to learn a bit about an entrepreneurial experience from a spiritual perspective. And then I got into the book and I was like, well, wait a second. This is just a beautiful spiritual book. And so what a gift, even if you are not thinking of creating your own business or it's a book about building a beautiful life. Yes. And so I am so grateful for the gift of having the book and definitely desire to make certain it's we share how individuals can get it from your website and all the different avenues. So we will make sure that that is just posted everywhere that this podcast goes. Uh, I appreciate that. It's also on Audible. You can get it signed copies from, from me, but it's, it's everywhere on, in major bookstores online and, and offline. Awesome. And along with this, you do coaching. You were talking about your roundtables. If somebody is looking to have you as their guide, yes. how would they get a hold of something like that? I know you have meditations on your website. You have so many yes. beautiful things that you <laughs> offer. How do they get a hold of you? Um, check out my website www.paulingwin.com.au. I was going to say Red Lantern. That's my other restaurant website. Um, so I have roundtables, um, online um, events. The next one is in September. And it's a potent introduction to my work. Um, and that leads into my signature program, which starts in January. You get me live every week for three months. Um, that then leads into a continuity program. Um, there's many of us, we fly under the radar <laughs> uh, and it's fun. It's fun. I got to have fun. I got to play. And um, heaps of testimonials on my website. That's one way to have access to me. Um, you get the real me. Uh, I keep my groups very intimate. They're not large at all. That's for my own selfish purposes. Um, I love having lighthouse clients. I have having lighthouse students. I'm more about deep performance rather than high performance. It's, it's not fulfilling for me unless we go deep and we um, create lifelong relationships, if you so wish. Um, it's not about, um, you know, uh, let's do a course and let's jump on. The, it, it, they are life changing. The, the courses are life-changing and very transformational, as you will see from um, all the testimonials. But my book and my meditations are a great start. Absolutely. And again, I, my goal of all of this was to speak from a place of experience, because once you experience what you bring forward, whether it's a small amount or you commit to the full life-changing flow of what you bring forward, there's no way to dismiss the energy that you invoke within someone. And you're right. It doesn't come from a, I'm going to fix you perspective. It comes from a, I am here to hold this space. And what you choose to take from this plethora that I will offer you is up to you. And that's why the choice was such a key question, because it's apparent you're like a all you can eat buffet of knowledge <laughs> and wisdom and just energy. And you will 
meet someone where they are without lowering your frequency to do it. And for anyone who understands the energetics of that, that is not an easy thing to do. That is actually the challenge for those who are guides in this space. Because it is so easy to say, okay, I will meet you where you are by lowering my frequency and then bringing you up versus I will hold my frequency, still find an avenue to meet you where you are and then help you figure out how to get to this space that you desire to be, wherever it is along that pathway. Yeah, that's what empowering someone is all about. And um, I, uh, I am selfish in that, in the, I'm protecting my energy, man. I'm, uh, you know, I want to be around for my kids. I don't want to. And so it's very much about, um, you know what? I'm not your healer. Don't abdicate to me. I don't want that responsibility. I am not your business coach. I'm not a quick fix business coach. But you know what? With this work, how about I teach you how to heal yourself? Wouldn't that be cool? And how, with this work, how about I teach you how to be a greater leader so that you can uh, perform better in your own business rather than abdicating to me to come in and fix it for you. So I'm not about fixing. I'm about handing over what I know so that you can do it yourself. Man, that's so much more empowering and a lot more fun. And that that is big as well because not too many people want to have that responsibility, right? They'd rather have someone else go, fix me. <laughs> I'm the wrong gal, if, if that's what you want. And it is, it's a choice. It's it's a choice. If you don't do the work, you don't get the pay. That's what I always say with everyone starting off. If you don't do the work, you don't get the pay. I'll show you the way, but you got to do the work. Exactly. And it's beautiful work. It's beautiful work. It is. We always talk about it like going to the gym and hiring a personal trainer not working out and then getting mad at the personal trainer because you haven't lost weight. You really, you, there's nothing that the personal trainer can do other than show you the workout program. It's the same with any coach, right? No matter how you hire them to bring them in, if you don't put forward every action, energetic or otherwise to get you there, there's nothing that can be done. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To be responsible. That's what to be responsible is to be responsible, not to abdicate. Right. <laughs> and I, I assure you, if you don't do the work, you're not going to get the pay. And that ain't on me. That is on you. That's what spirituality is about. Um, self-mastery, self-leadership, self-mastery and self-leadership is key. Radical personal responsibility is key. Yeah. Now you talked about self-love as well. And that inner connection. So I'm going to ask a personal question about that path for you, because as individuals come into that space of alignment, and again, in witnessing you and the flow of energy through you, there is just like this pure channel that comes through. And I know that doesn't happen without doing that inner work first and clearing out all of that And anyone who does take the time to understand your story and what your upbringing consisted of would know that there was a lot that had to go into clearing out that space to create that channel of pure energy coming through you. 
So what did you do to create that loving space, that centeredness, that pure energy that you hold to then share out to others? Uh, thank you so much, Amber, for your words and for your observations. Um, it's, uh, it's not something I did. It's something that I will continue to do for the rest of my life. It's not a one-off thing. Um, I love the word mastery. Mastery is a consistent practice. The masters at anything consistently practice because once you master one level, if you continue the mastery, you're going to go up again. You've mastered that level, you go up again, you go up again, you go up again. So it's this continued practice, you see. And so I'm always, um, uh, what's the next level? What's the next level? We decide. We give ourselves permission to do things very differently. We give the teachers permission to assist us, but then we've got to do the work. We've got to put in the discipline. The discipline is not to be regimented. The discipline comes from the word disciple. Discipline comes from the word disciple, this perpetual student of life. Doesn't life become delicious when you understand that you're a perpetual student? Yes. And so the, the constant work was, um, uh, first of all, deciding that living my life at home was this this is not the way I'm going to go down I I can't live this life and so I decided um, so to give some context I um, uh, grew up in a, um, a very very violent household my father suffered terribly from PTSD from the war and he had nowhere to dump his anger but on us kids and on my mom and so um, most of my childhood life was incredibly abusive incredibly violent physically mentally emotionally spiritually. On top of that, we had to work in the family businesses. Um, this is where I got the entrepreneurial bug. We had to get good grades as well. And so I had a choice to look back and see myself as a victim or to look back and see it as my training. I chose to look back and see it as my training. I'm consistently in training. <laughs> I'm consistently in training. And so what do leaders do? They go first. What do visionaries do? They see things very, very differently. And so um, you're all about heart leadership. I'm all about heart leadership. Heart leadership has nothing to do with being nice. It's got nothing to do with being nice. It's got to do with being real, being fucking real. It's got to do with being authentic. Having boundaries and having the ability to, without guilt, without fear, without shame, communicate very clearly what those boundaries are. It's about honoring your space first. And then when you have all this expansiveness, all this truth, when you're in this space, being nice just happens. <laughs> being nice and kind and compassionate just happens because you're in flow. And here's where the love comes. We are not motivated by fear. We're motivated by love. When we are motivated by love, self-love first, we, we, we are fearless. We are fearless. And so self-love, what people don't understand, many people don't understand, is also a science right? It's not, I'm going to take a bubble bath and have a glass of champagne. That's not what self-love is. There's actually processes. I do retreats on self-love, self-worth, self-esteem, self-empowerment. And self-love 
is the direct route to spiritual awakening. That's the direct route to really understanding what spirituality is. What is spirituality? It's living your truth. It's snatching your power back. It's the consistent mastery of becoming the grandest version of the greatest vision you hold of yourself over and over and over again. And then when we truly love ourselves, when we really live in our truth, it takes no effort, right? Exactly. It's effortless. It takes no effort. It's when you are living a lie, when you're living someone else's dream, when you're living someone else's truth and not your own, that's why you're tired. That's why you're diseased. That's why you're diseased. That's why you age so quickly. And so that's a beautiful distinction, checking in where you're at in life. You know, I, I look at you across the room, Amber, in the first day when we were all standing for so long around that circle. I just looked at everyone and your radiance and your calmness and your beautiful porcelain skin and your smile. You, you just know on an energetic level, you just know who's living their truth because it is effortless. And so checking in, if stuff isn't working out for you so well and you're not living your life with ease and flow and play, perhaps you're not living a life that your soul intended. And that's the work to find places of stillness, to allocate time, to look within, to really start to, what does my soul want? What does my soul want? Not what my mom and dad want, not what clergy, not what um, my teachers want. What does my soul want? What do I want? And when that just lands, your soul and the human body just start to dance together, life comes really exciting. And teaching isn't an, a big effort when you're living it. When you're living it, People just watch and go, can I have some of that, please? So we've got to lead by evidence. We've got to lead by example. We've got to lead by truth. And for those who do find themselves saying, I feel stuck, I'm stuck. I believe that they're stuck at a developmental stage. I'm a developmental coach. And so everyone has a developmental stage. I don't think that you're stuck. I think that you're just stuck at a developmental stage and you need a teacher, a coach, a peer group to help you get to the next stage of development. Every stage of development you reach, you get to see life from a very different perspective. The more perspectives we can hold, the more free we will become. And so someone who is a heart leader is someone who wants to live their life in a state of expansion, of constant mastery of understanding the deliciousness of humanity. And life gets fun. It's fun. <laughs> yes. It doesn't feel so heavy. It doesn't feel so heavy. Yes. We're here to do three things, to evolve, to push humanity forward, and to do it with joy. It's the joy part that so many of us forget. Yes, 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 yes. So these amazing retreats that you are talking that you do to get from the, oh, I want some of that to, yes. the, oh, I have some of that. Yes. 
would you be able to share those with us as you get them scheduled so that we can share them out with our community? Oh, of course. My retreats sell out 12 months ahead of time, you see. <laughs> so, no <laughs> so October is full. Um, February next year is full. Um, uh, a really great way to um, come into the orbit is through the roundtable and the Spiritual Entrepreneur Roundtable and the Spiritual Entrepreneur Accelerator. And you get all of me. I don't hold back. Okay. <laughs> and it's beautiful that it's come online. Um, you know, I have a lot to thank COVID for because all of that used to be in person, right? And now I can reach more people from all around the world, um, leading with compassion and curiosity. Curiosity is sexy. Got to be curious. <laughs> it really, really is. <laughs> and what an amazing thing that you can connect with people all around the world. Connection is why we're here. Connection is what gives our life meaning and purpose, right? Agreed. And to connect with us when you're traveling right now, you've been like hopping all over the place. Yeah, it's been fun. Life is the world is our playground. Where have I been in the last five weeks? Um, Alaska, um, went up to British Columbia, back, uh, Colorado, Sedona, um, just came back from um, playing in Ocean City, uh, a few more days in DC, and then I head home. It's been a whirlwind of a trip. It's been amazing. That is amazing. But we're going to have to get you back over here for a Heart Leader Conference at some point. Oh, that will be my absolute pleasure. We'll have, we'll play. <laughs> yes, we'll play more. Well, we're wrapping up here. And in these last few minutes, do you have any advice for our community, for how to connect with their courage. Because ultimately courage is what can take us from that, oh, I really want to, I really wanna make that step forward, but I'm not sure that I'm ready. So how can sure. they take that step forward? What would you advise someone to do? Decide. <laughs> it <laughs> all starts with a decision, freaking decide. Courage, we all understand courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway, right? We all understand that. But what is courage? Courage is simply taking action. Courage is taking action. Those who are the most confused are the ones who take no action. Before you act, you also got to decide. And so I don't have the courage or it could also say I don't have the confidence Confidence is not a destination. You can't say, I will be uh, confident when I am older. I will be confident when I've finished this degree. Confidence is a callus. It's a constant callus. The more you do it, the more you cultivate the practice, the more you build up the callus, the more confident you are. So let's talk about lack of confidence. What is lack of confidence? Lack of confidence is purely lack of knowledge. Would you not agree? You're not confident because you don't have the knowledge. You're not confident because you don't know. And so if you're not confident, therefore you don't have the courage. So get confident, get knowledgeable, start learning, get teachers, fill up your mind. So many of us think that when we're hungry, we feel hungry, we've got to eat more because they think we need to fill up our stomachs. They don't understand that it's our mind that needs the feeding first. And so how do you get more confident, get more knowledgeable? When you get more knowledgeable, 
then you can decide whether you're going to take action. Once you get knowledgeable and you've taken action, then you've got the confidence and the courage. And so be prepared to act and be prepared to learn. Love it. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Beautiful, beautiful spirit for being here with us. I cannot thank you enough. Amber, thank you for letting me play. The joy was mine. <laughs> so good. Thank you. And thank you, amazing Heart Leader community, for playing with us. We will make sure that you have every avenue to get a hold of Pauline because she is just such a playful spirit and so amazing with all that she offers. So check her out. Take some time if you're looking for a way to expand that knowledge so that you can find that courage and that opportunity to expand your heart and really find that self-love and that opportunity to go and do that life that you've been waiting to do, I would <laughs> highly recommend it. Yay. Yay. I also, I also um, launched a new product yesterday, Amber. You um, did? Tell us. Um, it's called Tiger Purr, P-U-Triple-R, and it's anti-ordinary chai for anti-ordinary human beings <laughs> and I'm a serial entrepreneur so it came about because uh, my colleagues and I were sick and tired of drinking fake shitty chai so I'm going to get my friends from the factory my award-winning chef friend I'm going to get my producer friends my entrepreneurial friends get together and make a high-end premium chai which I have personally shamanically activated and it is for the creatives for the entrepreneurs for those who understand that they can have also the charge the positive charge without that caffeine high a bit of a variety on their caffeine but it's tiger purr with a triple r.com and I launched it just yesterday uh, so that you can ingest the shamanic activated goodness and that's been a whole lot of fun as well you are talking my language. Chai is what I drink in the morning. So wait till you chase this one. Oh it's, my god! And also because of my background in hospitality and being a sommelier and and flavor, it is restrained elegance. Um, we're all addicted to it. It's so delicious, and we intend to win a lot of awards. Okay, well, we're putting that out into the <laughs> tigerpur.com. Tiger Something purr. deeply stirs as the tiger purrs. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, I'm going to head out there as soon as we wrap up here, too, just to get ahead of the game. Uh, check it out. It's fun. It. It's fun. Amber, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. And thank you all. Until next time, we'll look forward to seeing you in the Sweet Vera community. Meta, meta, meta. You've been listening to the Heart Leader Podcast with your host, Amber, where heart and mind align. Tune in weekly as we take a deeper dive into what it means to be a heart leader. Ready to take the next step? Join us and over 1 million people worldwide who've united in creating this global movement of love. Become a heart leader for today and tomorrow. Learn more and connect with us at Suibera.org.